Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Jam-packed hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer with you. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all, and they could be doing it for you right now. All right, in this hour, next half hour, Mark Spector, Stauffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta Live Racing Saturdays at Northlands Park. We're going to head straight off to our River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. River Cree has blood, sweat, and tears June 29th, Buck Cherry July 14th. Uh, breaking news on uh, the uh, Hall of Fame, NHL Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, six new members. Gary Bettman is a 2018 Hockey Hall of Fame inductee along with Willie O'Ree. Those are the names that have been released so far. We bring Mark Spector in here on Oilers Now. Again, Stoffer Inspector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Live racing Saturdays at Northlands Park. Hello, Speck. You think they uh, boo Gary Bettman even when he gets inducted in the Hall of Fame? Is that you know uh, my thing? <laughs> I, I think it's Bush League. I do. Seriously, I think it, like enough. You know what? He's um, it, it, it was over the top in Philadelphia at the draft and when we were there in 2014. That's when Drysaddle went third, and I actually found it to be over the top uh, in Dallas, especially given the context of some of the other surrounding events and what the NHL was trying to recognize. I thought it was in pretty poor taste. That it... you know, there's, there's that, and I mean, I feel like, first of all, I want to say this. I like the way Gary has approached it. Like, he he revels in it, right? He makes a joke of it. He says, come on, you know, like, I'm not getting food. What's going on? He, he He's taking it on with, with having a laugh at it. But you tell me, Bob, how a guy at Edmonton boos Gary Bettman. He saved the team here. How a guy in Dallas or Las Vegas yeah. boos Bettman in Las Vegas. They should be on their knees, right? Well, you know, I mean, are you kidding me? They wouldn't have hockey in any of those towns without Batman. How yeah, can you boo Gary Batman in the South? Hundred percent agree with you. It's over the top. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's, it's too, but anyway, it's too much. It's totally too much. Is, uh, does Zubov get in the Hall of Fame? He should get in the Hall of Fame. Uh, they've just so. so they've announced Batman, Willie O'Ree, Jana Hefford. Uh, a women's player. Uh, she's a Hall of Fame uh, inductee. We're waiting yep. on three more. I think Zubov was, should be in Martin St. Louis. John Shannon just tweeting out Martin St. Louis is a Hall of Fame inductee. Wow. You got you got to think Daniel Alfredson gets in. Well, I'll tell you what. So does Marty uh, Brodeur gets in for sure. So if there's three two spots left, one of them's his. Uh, Martin Brodeur, Martin St. Louis, Alexander Yakishev. The, the big Russian train back from the 72 series. That's cool, that's cool, yeah. Jaina Hefford, Willie O'Ree, and Gary Bettman. These are the uh, Hall of Fame class that's been uh, put in. So, Okay. I have not an issue with any of those, do you? Uh, no. no. I mean, I think it's kind of... It, it, At know. some point, Zubov's got to get in, though. I mean, he led the Rangers in scoring when they won the Cup in 94. He was on the Dallas team that won in 99. He was... No worse for a number of years than a top four or five defenseman in the league. 
maybe the best defenseman of certainly of our time, Bob, that never won a Norris, right? Yeah, maybe the for sure the best one of our time, maybe the best one of all time. We never won a Morris. I'm a Norris. I'm not sure. I wasn't around in the '40s and '50s, but uh, just a fabulous player. In fact, it's kind of ironic that on the year that he doesn't make it, and you thought he might, the uh, out of the blue comes in Alexander Yakushev, a different Russian guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with the wood Yakushev being in there. He was a great player. Yeah, he was a great player. All right, Spec, you were down today. Um... Uh, after getting a uh, release in the morning uh, for the Holinka uh, Gretzky uh, tournament, and I guess uh, what were some of the keynotes that took place down there at Rogers Place today? Well, they're just you know it's interesting and a long talk with Al Coates, of course, the former Flames executive now works for Hockey Canada, and he's kind of heading this thing from a Hockey Canada perspective. And they're first of all they're very realistic. Uh, I think that Canadians don't realize what they have here in this tournament. You know, it was the point was made. Say this is the the only true best on best, right? Obviously, uh, the World Championships aren't best on best, and um, sometimes team the World Cup, I guess, is best on best if everyone decides to play. But the World Juniors, some of the best players are in the NHL, so they're not playing. Uh, but at this one, it's U18. It's everybody's best seventeen-year-olds. It is absolutely best on best, and really the first time. For guys like Evan Bouchard a year ago and, and Kyler Yamamoto in 2016, to, to skate out on the ice with the eyes of 30 NHL teams absolutely staring down on them, uh, this is the place where the Oilers look at Evan Bouchard and say, oh boy, his draft year is coming up. We better keep an eye on this guy. Yeah, 19 uh, first-rounders from the 2018 NHL draft were at the Holinka last year, so that puts things in perspective. And this is a good year for Western Hockey League players as well. Uh, I already mentioned uh, Dylan Cousins with Lethbridge, uh, Kirby Dock uh, with Saskatoon. Those are both six foot three plus right-shot centers uh, that could easily go in the top 10 of the NHL draft next year. So that's the sort of caliber of player uh, representing Canada at this event. 77 players at the draft in Dallas, right, played in this tournament. So that's better than two out of seven rounds, Bob, came through this tournament. That's how, you know, that's the pedigree of the kid playing this tournament. So, you know, it's in August. It's a short deal, right? They play a couple pre-tournaments around central Alberta, and they run this thing from, like, I think it's Monday to Saturday. Uh, It happens quick. There's a bunch of games in a row. It's really good hockey, and then you get on with your summer. I'm kind of looking a little bit forward to it, Bobby. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, TSN, in fairness to them, as a network spec, has helped grow this event, too, in concert with Hockey Canada. We'll have Scott Salmon coming up a little bit later on from Hockey Canada to talk about how they make the composition of this team. This is a tournament that Canada has had a lot of success because it is best on best, and they've got all their players uh, accessible for the event. All right, spec, let's talk a bit about the break that Edmonton got the draft on Friday night, getting Evan Bouchard. Your thoughts? Well, you know, every year these teams always say, we can't believe the guy was there, but this is clearly one of those years. It's, you know, all talk was that a guy like Bouchard would go around that four, five, six, seven mark, uh, and it falls to a team that doesn't have the right shot defenseman that they need, that needs a guy that can blast a puck, that needs a guy who can run a power play. I'm not saying he does it this year, but you know, the combination of the falling player and the team that lacks exactly what this kid brings to the table. And the only other thing I'd say about meeting him today is most guys who get, what do you have, 88 points last year? Yeah. Led the CHL, all CHL defensemen scoring. Most of those guys are like 5'8", 
160 pounds. You know, this kid is six to 200 pounds, and he's still a boy. Like, I looked at his arms as I spoke to him. I looked at his neck. There is so much room for him to get bigger and stronger as he ages just a little bit here, Bob. There's a there's a good size hockey player in, the, in this 90-point junior defenseman. That's a hell of a package, man. Would it surprise you at all if he was on the plane headed to Germany when the Oilers uh, go for a week over to Europe? Well, that, yeah, that, that's an interesting question. Like, how many... They're going to have to pare down their camp quick, right? Yep. Uh, because they're going away. Uh, he's a kid they're not going to want to get rid of quick, even if he's not going to make the team. Yeah, thinking this through for sure. Like, they want this kid around the team, even if he... They send him down at the end of camp. He's staying, unless there's a disaster, but if he's playing well, they're going to want him right till the end of camp. So, yes, I would absolutely expect him to be in Germany. Stoffer Inspector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, live racing Saturdays at Northlands Park. When we come back, uh, we'll talk a bit about uh, who the Edmonton Oilers should target and where players like John Tavares and Ryan O'Reilly and Max Pacioretty will end up. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. It's 115 in Edmonton. Spoiler alert. Nigeria awarded, may I suggest, a rather soft penalty uh, kick. They scored. 1-1 with Argentina. If this score holds up, Argentina will not get out of their uh, pool to start. Yikes. And that would be a bit of a surprise given the fact that Argentina made it all the way to the World Cup final in 2014. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Live racing. Saturdays at Northlands Park. We'll tell you, you can text us at any time at 630-630 on our Westlock 4 text line. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock 4. Check out the great selection today at westlock4.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. Spec on Friday. Uh, actually, Brendan, can you pull the clip up in case Mark didn't hear it? Uh, we had Jerry Johansson on the show. I specifically asked uh, Jerry point blank whether or not... Uh, Milan Lucic had made a request for a trade at his bequest, and uh, here was Jerry's response. Well, I have not had that conversation with Peter, and I can tell you this. It's funny because I, I do hear this a lot. When a player has a, a tough year, which Milan did, and when teams have a tough year, which obviously Edmonton did, you know, there, you hear all sorts of crazy stuff that goes on. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of frustration uh, on everybody's part because there should be. You know, everybody expects more. And uh, as does Milan and as should the Oilers. But uh, Milan 100% is ready to come back and play. And he's going to be back with the Oilers. He's always been an Oiler since the day he signed. So, you know, I've been sort of hearing these things. I try not to engage too much in, in what you hear. But, you know, I'm glad you had me on because... You know, it's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's the energy that the Oilers bring. And, uh, I, you know, with Milan, obviously, he's a little bit of a focal point, but I can promise you he's going to be back and ready to roll. All right. That's Jerry Johansson from the Sports Corporation. He is Milan Lucic's agent spec. Um, your thoughts? 
Well, that's a you know that's what every Oilers fan wants to hear for sure. That's what you want to hear as an Edmontonian. We've been through this where players want to leave or their wives want to leave or whatever. Um, you know, I would have frankly thought that Jerry could have come out with that statement about uh, two weeks prior to Friday when that story first started to uh, circulate. I think I think part of the reason, and, and I'll be honest, we reached out to him and said, hey, uh, I reached out to him like a month earlier and said the day, before, the day of the draft, I want to get you on the show to talk about what goes through uh, the picks and that sort of thing because he had Ty Smith was one of his guys. Yep. And because Peter Shirelli had a no comment the day before, uh, you know, I, I had to ask him the question. Right, so we had him on, and that ended up taking a focal point of the conversation away more from the actual draft day. We did talk about Ty Smith a little later, who went seventeenth in New Jersey. But keep going, Spec. Yeah, well, that, that's the main thing. Like, uh, you know, in the end, Lucic is back. He's happy to be back. If that's you know, we'll take everyone at face value here, and that's what you want. You can't, you, know, you can't have a player who's who's got a you know a reason not to want to be on your team. That player almost never succeeds. So. Uh, good news for the Oilers. That's that's part A of this of this procedure. Part B is getting Milan Lucic back to being the you know twenty goal fifty point player that you're paying for here. Um, and I personally think that he'll he'll be able to get. There's no reason that I see that he can't get back to somewhere very much approaching those numbers, Bob. You know what happens, Mark? Uh, is when you win, everything's fine, and when you don't lose, fingers get pointed. Right? And, I mean, did we maybe see that a bit with Taylor Hall here? Have we just seen this take place in Calgary with Dougie Hamilton? Because Dougie Hamilton's a pretty good player. Yep. And, uh, you know, there's always a couple different perspectives on things. And suddenly Dougie Hamilton, you know, his name was out there. And uh, when did his name start getting out there? In and around the time that Freddie Hamilton was waved out of Calgary. Right? So, uh, you know, Phil Kessel was another guy who's and and so and I wonder whether or not in basketball if people are ah, what's the term I don't want to use the word ego but maybe more open minded to accepting that not everybody has to think the same way on everything what do you think of that? No that's fair hockey is a is a group think uh, sport it's, it's you know you score a hat trick you thank your line mates uh, it's not about me in hockey, and if you're perceived to be a me guy, no one likes you. So all of that, you know, filters down to exactly what you just said, Bob. It's, it's. So you better keep the fourth liner happy. Well, that's it. That's how we work in hockey, right? That the, you know, I mean, and I think there's, a, I know the reasons for it. Uh, I think it's that whole, that whole culture is beginning to get challenged now as younger players are coming in and making all the money. Uh, yeah. Those younger guys, you know, it used to be the old guys made the money and the other guys kept their mouth shut. Well, in today's world, the younger guys are going to make the money and the older guys are going to hang around for whatever's left on the payroll if they want to keep playing. So I think we'll see it change a little, Bob. But, um, you know, it's still, look at Connor McDavid. He's the best player and and he's still, good luck trying to get him to tell you what a good player he is because he won't do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, who do you think won the Hamilton, tra- uh, the Calgary trade of Carolina? Well, I mean, talent-wise, I, I just can't believe that you know the numbers Hamilton puts up are good numbers, right? Yep. Like, you can't dispute his production; it is excellent. There's got to be an issue. This isn't the first time Tree Living's tried to deal him. It's about the third time, 
right? They tried to move him at the deadline just passed. I believe they tried to move him at the draft before that. So for some reason, the Calgary Flames decided it was a good move to move Dougie Hamilton. They've been trying hard to do it. For some reason, the Oilers thought it was a good move to, to trade Taylor Hall, and they worked at it for a long time and made a trade. You know, we look back and we look at those reasons. We go, wait a second, give me those reasons again. What were those reasons anyway? Uh, I wonder if one day they'll say that about Dougie Hamilton. I guess it'll all depend on how good Noah Hannafin is, huh? Well, I, I watched. You no, know, I watched. Some would say an unhealthy amount of Carolina Hurricanes hockey yeah, last year. That's, that's a good description. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, Noah Hannafin. I'm not sold on the processor. Okay, he's got the physical tools. If he grows and you know, and and you know what, when Mark Messier broke in the NHL, he didn't think the game the same way he did ten years in the league. No, of course, right, not. guys. So guys do grow and evolve. But I think Hamilton's pretty darn good, and uh, I'm going to be very intrigued to see exactly how this trade works out. I mean, short of winning the Norris Trophy, I, you know, for Flames fans, they can sit and look at Edmonton and say, well, you traded away the Hart Trophy winner. Right? Mm-hmm. You did. Sure, That's, they did. It's an undeniable fact. He won the Hart Trophy. So I don't think when the Oilers made that deal, they thought Taylor was capable. Of, I, I do think that people thought that... Taylor could be an all-star because he should have been an all-star. But the heart, well, and I, I, I look at Dougie Hamilton. Could he win? I mean, he's in Carolina. That's going to be a tough place, maybe to to win a, uh, a Norris Trophy. But I guess that would be comparable, would it not be? It would be for sure. The one difference here is Bob that we always see the young player who gets traded to his next team always gets better, right? We just know, like we just know that they focus down. They any flaws they have. They hear the same thing from the next coach, and they go, oh, you know what? My old coach said that, and they, they're a little older. We saw Jason Arnett improve when he left Edmonton. We saw Taylor Hall really, you know, he was so passionate when he said, I'm mad about this trade, and I'm going to prove him wrong, and it's exactly what he did. Yeah. The difference, But the difference is, Bob, Hamilton's been traded already again, right? This is his second trade. Okay, young player. yeah, that's so, That is a fair... So, yeah. You know, it's not the same thing. Uh, for uh, Now the onus is less to me on the organizations that trade him. And I'm wondering to myself, why are they moving this guy? There's got to be a reason here. So maybe it'll come out one day. Um, Neil Yakupov was a guy that got traded out of Edmonton that didn't get better in his next stop in St. Louis. Oh, I'd not uh, say every one of them, but lots of them. Yeah, all right. So let's get, where's John Tavares <laughs> end up for you? Uh, where does he end up for me? I'll take a flyer and say the San Jose Sharks. Okay. That's what I'll say. I think he's going to bust the ties with the Islanders. And uh, because I think that it's just, I don't see how the Islanders are going to be a whole bunch better. Do you? Uh, While their defense isn't better, and who's the goalie? Who's the goalie? And if it's Philip Grubauer, sorry. How's it going to be Philip Grubauer? Colorado's going to flip him to the Islanders? Well, I don't know. He was, that was one of the uh, question marks out there. Sure. They had a, they liked the guy, and they thought they might be able to pull something off. But either way, it's not worth it because I don't feel Grubauer. He's okay. He's not a bad goalie. Yeah. But that doesn't make me want to go to a team like I got a chance to win a cup suddenly. Do you think Eric Carlson still gets traded? Uh, at this point, I do not. At this point, I think the window for that trade having passed with the draft, uh, it, it eliminates the fact you can give me a bunch of draft picks for that player. Okay. And I think that uh, Ottawa requires some stability for their fan base, from, from first and foremost. Like, that team's a train wreck. If they trade their best player, that building will be empty next year. 
so I think they bring them back. They say all the right things, and they'll know by the trade deadline next year if uh, he's going to resign or not, if they have a deal for him, and if they don't, that is when you will see him traded. What happens if Mark Stone only does a one-year deal in Ottawa? Mm-hmm. Well, hey, everybody wants out of Ottawa, right? And that's another reason why you keep Carlson there. Like, you know, you just need you need a guy for people to play around. Uh, if Mark Stone, he, is, he will be a very sought-after free agent because he's an excellent player. Speck, I uh, just tweeted out and mentioned in the first hour of the show, uh, I, I don't have Edmonton in a position to spend a lot of money in free agency unless they move contract out for contract in and the contract right. coming in is less. Uh, I mean, they, they might only have about $3.5 bucks for four players. So one of the guys I've mentioned, uh, you know, because of what I think Hendricks did for Edmonton, I wonder about Jason Chimera. You know, left wing, uh, back-to-back 20 goal seasons before last year. He can still skate. He's still in great shape. Uh, he can kill penalties. Would you be opposed to the Oilers, given that they don't have a lot of cap space, bringing a guy like that in on a deal at, I don't know, 800, 900K, something like that? Yeah, no, I never do. I think that the, the you know, the prototypical Jason Chimera, Matt Hendricks, I like having one of those guys in my lineup. You know, don't give me a whole bunch of them, and don't tell me they're any they're going to play anywhere else but on the fourth line, because in today's game, you know, Jason Schmier is a fourth line player, but that's okay. You need fourth line players, right? Yeah, I'm happy with that. I don't, I wouldn't mind seeing a guy like Schmier come back. Uh, it's not going to make or break your season. Those aren't the transactions that are going to make you win or lose. Frankly, uh, you know, to me, the biggest thing in this, having just run into Kyler Yamamoto at this press conference for the uh, Gretzky Olenka tournament. Uh, to me, the biggest, obviously, is who's playing right wing for a dry sidle. And the biggest development out of camp is if Kyler Yamamoto can take what last year was a camp full of opportunities that never quite made it into the net, Bob. If some of those plays can end up behind the goalie and this guy can play and produce as a right winger in the NHL next year, I think that would be huge for the Oilers. Mark, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, we'll get you to, to uh, climb aboard the show on Thursday as well, uh, and uh, we'll talk at that time. All right, thanks, Bobby. You bet. Stoffer Inspector brought to you by our friends from Horse Racing Alberta. Live racing Saturdays at Northlands Park. Still to come on today's edition of Oilers Now, Keith Gretzky, the Oilers Assistant General Manager, will talk a bit about the uh, Oilers draft as well as the start of uh, development camp and the VP of Hockey Operations for Hockey Canada. Again, the uh, Holinka Gretzky uh, tournament taking place uh, 2018, 2020, 2022 in Edmonton. Scott Salmon is up next after a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell.